sip the juice. I got enough to go around, and the thought takes place uptown. I grew up on a sidewalk while on street talk, and they talk to all New York. I go to Queens for Queens to get the food from Brooklyn. They pony in Manhattan and never been took it. Go uptown to the Bronx and boogie down the strong on the island of Coke to lay around. Time to build my juice back up. Pop back up. Alright. Yeah, we just wanted to bring it in with a little bit. Some old 90s hip-hop. Uh, what's going on? What's going on? What is up? What's really good? How's everyone doing? Hope everyone's doing great. I'm doing well. Super well. Super duper well. Um, of course, I am Easton Oliver, the silent leader and host of our Touch the People podcast show. And this is episode four. Finally. It's a little late. I told you guys what was going on um, as far as like the delays and everything. And yeah, this week was a beast. Um, but we're out of it. Um, uh, today we were sitting like, when I went out earlier today, it was 33. And boy, did it feel like summer. It felt so good to not be numb as soon as you step out the door. This week was not fun. Um, but it's Minnesota. We, this is, you know, at least once a year, there's some extreme dangerous cold temperature. I feel like the last time it got this cold was like 2012 or 2013. Um, like I, I can't remember. <laughs> I had a, I have a friend who, um, well, I guess I should just say, hey, all right, so you all know who I am, Easton Oliver, I'm, I'm the host, this is the Touch the People podcast show, this is episode four, um, I got to shout out and welcome um, a bunch of people before um, I get started, I'll get back, because I, I got to tell you this story, uh, it was actually pretty funny, um, so... Who we got? Who's listening? Um, I know my nine to fivers are listening. Um, you know, uh, those that are listening with the earbuds at the cubicle at work doing the nine to five hustle. Shout out to you for checking us out. Um, all the people that I know that listen to the podcast in their car or they're driving to the gym, um, you know, listen responsibly. Of course, all of our stay at home parents, our stay at home moms and dads. Single moms, single dads, single parents, um, the students, um, a special shout out to anyone that's graduated um, in December, um, close out the year with a, uh, a graduation, congrats to you, um, start grinding if you aren't already, December is, a, especially for December grads, because I, I graduated in, in December, um, I walked in, not this past December, I'm just saying, like, 2005, like, when I when I graduated school. Um, yeah, dating myself, right? But you all knew I was an OG anyway, um, so I ain't nothing new. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, so I walked in May, and, yeah, um, I had, like, I had so many credits left over. So I ended up staying on campus and I did, this is all intentional. Um, I walked in May 
and um and stayed on campus that whole summer and I probably took like four classes. I think I took like 12 credits. Yeah. Um two classes in the first session and then two classes um the second session of the summer. And then I moved out here to Minnesota and quickly took a sociology class, um, which was like a, you know, criminal criminology or something like that kind of a class. Um, Just three credits and then transferred it over to URI, like paid up like some final bills and then finally, you know, was considered a graduate. And that uh, December was my uh my grad month. So um shout out to anyone that finished in December. Um yeah. Um who else who else listens? Um we got um we got therapists. I know we have therapists that check us out. We have like, you know, these uh these health entrepreneurs um that are doing their thing. Shout out to all the nurses that uh listen in. Um Shout out to anyone that's got anyone that's gotten a flu shot. Um, I normally don't get a flu shot. I didn't get it one this year, but um, the way things were rolling, I was like, yeah, I should probably get it. I still haven't done it. So at this point, it's February. We'll probably go through March and April with cold weather because um, there's a special person's birthday in April, and I remember one year it snowed on her birthday, or we had snow around her birthday. Um, so there's a chance that we'll go through um, some precipitation and snow through April. It really doesn't start getting nice here until like May, but you know we're at the start of February, and if it goes as Slightly as fast as it did December. And December went by so fast. And January did too. Like seriously, blink of an eye. So if we can get through February like real quick, we're going to be seeing springtime um, in no time. Um, So yeah, I mean, I'm like, yeah, what's the point of getting a flu shot now? It's like I can drink some limoncello for, (laughs) for two months. Does anyone know what limoncello is? If you don't know what limoncello is, get familiar, get familiar, get familiar. Packed with vitamin C. It's an alcoholic beverage, so if you're 21 and over, I'm talking to you. If you're under 21, don't ask me. Don't ask anyone what limoncello is. You didn't hear it from me. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, packed with vitamin C because it's made with lemons. And it's uh, a super, super strong but sweet uh, it tastes like lemonade, um, but it's packed with vitamin C, and if you drink enough of it, you know, hopefully you won't get sick through the winter. So we got a couple more months to, to get through, um, you know, nothing that a little limoncello wouldn't be able to, um, you know, take care of. So no one gets sick, um, especially me, because I, I don't want to get sick. I hate getting sick. Um, <clears throat> so big ups to you if you've gotten your, your flu shot. Um, we have, 
all we have our realtors, right? So our realtor crew, like shout out to you, all the real, uh, all the all the agents, um, you know, small business owners, the, um, jeez, everyone, just everyone, just everyone, everyone that 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 checks us out, everyone that um, is sharing the touch the uh, touch the people hashtag on social media. Thank you, thank you, thank you for that. Please continue to do so. Um, and let's do it responsibly, right? This is, this is an, uh, an uplifting podcast. You know, that's the aim, like, especially anyone that's, that's new, um, welcome, welcome you. Um, some episodes back, I talked about the aim of this podcast being a virtual coffee break, if you will. Um, you know, just a you know, I was going to say 30 minute, but the last couple of episodes have ended up being longer, which it I'm I'm not uh, embarrassed or ashamed about. I'm actually happy that they've gone above 30 minutes. And so, you know, think of it as a virtual coffee break, you know, where you get to step away from whatever it is you do to get your hands dirty and you know, get recharged, get energized, um, you know, hear some humor, um, um, you know, laugh a little. Um, I don't want to say inspirational or anything, but uh, anything that's going to, my my goal is to give you content that's going to make you think um, and help you pivot and make turns um, towards the better for your lifestyle, for your fitness goals, for your business goals, for your entrepreneurial goals, and for your career goals. If you're navigating, you know, corporate America or, you know, wherever you are, if you're navigating, um, you know, um, a multinational corporation, um, big ups to you and, you know, um, let's let's help each other out um so feel free to use the touch to people um hashtag on on, i've seen it um on facebook i've seen it on instagram of course um i've seen it on snapchat a little so um yeah let's uh let's let's keep doing that um yeah so this is actually a, a surprise because it's the episode number four. It's um, in February. It's it's Saturday, February second. Um, this week was insane. I had uh, zero, you know, quiet time to, um, you know, record. And th- this is an unscripted, unedited, unplanned, to the sense of, you know. Um, this is like really just an unplanned podcast. Like it's not scripted. I don't practice before I record. Like there's nothing like that at all. This is just me sitting at my bar top in my kitchen. I usually have coffee brewed. It's generally, for the most part, lately it's been this medium roast blend that I found that is like so light. You only need a touch of cream. Um, I don't put sugar in my coffee. Um, occasionally I'll, I'll um, uh, bulletproof it and, and, you know, put like a nice tab of some grass-fed butter in it for some fat. Um, 
And I normally do that on, like, my long fasting days. Um, like, today was... I, I Yeah, I must have gone, like, 13 hours before my first meal. Um, and I, I worked out on an empty stomach at home because I do a, a home workout um, system um, that that goes pretty well. Um, a lot of uh, planking and, um, you know, like, full range of muscle, like, movement. Um and you know some some light weights um but mainly a, a lot of like push-ups and squats um some planks you know like leg raises and um i i started doing some uh makeshift kettlebell workouts that's been a lot of fun uh challenging on my body i'm hitting spots that i normally um haven't hit um and that's cool that's very cool um, but yes, yeah, so I, I worked out and then I ended up eating. So like 13, 14 hours, um, including sleep time of nothing in my system, um, except for the coffee. Um, and then I ended up making like, oh, excuse me, uh, making like, like brunch basically, um, had some chicken sausage and some eggs and um yeah it was really good um but yeah um the day was good um and um i'm i you know i had some time to um start recording it's it's pretty late in the day um, that's why it's quiet. <laughs> um, I'm not very tired, but, um, I, you know, it, it was more of me being committed to bringing you, um, some information and, um, checking in with everyone. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Um, and let's jump in. Let's jump in, um, to the day. Um, trying to find my quote so it's it's funny um well not really funny but i ran across ran across across if i can get that word out um i ran across a quote by john paul jones and if no one knows who john shout out to anyone that's um military also military background um shout out to you um john paul jones he is considered the father of the navy um like he goes back to you know 1700s like american um revolutionary war uh but dude was born in scotland um but like so many, so many connections with um, um, John Paul Jones, who's the father of the American Navy. Um, I've learned about this guy, and I've been fascinated with um, him and naval warships, um, 
from that era, from that era. Um, and, and I always tell people like when I, when I graduate and get my big boy house, um, with like my, you know, built in cabinets and, and shelving units in my office, um, I want like a very coastal nautical themed, like I want wood and leather and, um, I want like anchors and I want like blues and browns and yellows. Like that's the, that's what I feel like when I, um, when I think about what I want my dream office to look like, I don't know what I'm going to do in my office, but I just know that that's the, that's the space that I want and what I want it to look like. Um, and that has always been the case because I've been fascinated by John Paul Jones and, you know, like, um, you know, Isaac Hopkins and, and it's what's, here's what's so funny. I'm a, I, I have a political science degree and something else. I double majored. Um, but I took a class, um, on the politics of Rhode Island and, the class started with like a long, extensive history lesson on the charter and like um, the colonies and um, everything. And so a lot of the schools, public schools in Providence are named after a lot of these like prominent figures from the colonial days. Um, there isn't a John Paul Jones anything, but there, there probably should be. Um, but if anyone is interested or curious to learn more about, um, John Paul Jones, like I encourage you to go ahead and do so. Like, um, like I said, he's considered the father of American Navy. He, like I said, he grew up in Scotland and then he left and because he was like he was uh, I think he was like a part of the British Navy or, or something. And if I remember correctly, like he got into some trouble. Then he like bounced and like ended up coming to Virginia and then like joined the the Navy from there and ended up fighting against the British in the American Revolution. Um, but. Yeah, yeah. Um, his quote, he says that um, it seems to be a law of nature, inflexible and inexorable, that those who will not risk cannot win. So, like, um, I think I've drawn the... Um, the line and you know it's like you 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 think about judgment and experience and bad judgment with experience right you know so you draw that connection um i did that like i feel it was a couple episodes ago i'm not really sure um i'm not sure if i did that here or if i did it in a a separate space because I also do something like this, um, in person with a small handful of people. Um, sometimes it's, um, the, the same or similar content. Other times it's, you know, like hindsight or, 
you know, things that, uh, like revelations that come after I introduce content here. Like sometimes you guys hear it first and then they hear it second or, um, you know, it's they hear it first, but then you kind of hear it second, but it's, it's like better the second time around because I've been able to, uh, um, like really draw connections. Anyway, I'm on a rant. I'm rambling again. Um, like always, I'm sitting in my kitchen, dining room, somewhere in between, because that's where the bar thing is. Um, I don't have coffee with me today. Like I said, it's late in the day. Um, and, uh, it's more or less about trying to bring you some content. So I'm thinking about John Paul Jones and I'm thinking about connecting risk with, um, winning, um, you, you have to have some skin in the game. You have to be, um, in with both feet and, uh, willing to lose something in order to win. No matter what industry, what space, if you're fighting a war, if you are, um, fighting a war and being competitive on uh, on the business landscape, like you have to be able to um, consider risking something in order to earn something. That's just how it goes. And I think this is a, a great reminder um, early in the year um, about risk. So I'm curious, um, hit me up. DM me, Instagram, and shout out to everyone that's that's been active. Like, I feel like I've gotten, what, 28, like 33 new follow requests, like, in the last, uh, since Wednesday. Like, Wednesday and Thursday were big days. Like, I got, like, 15 one day, 18 the next day. Nothing dramatic. Everyone helps and everyone counts. So I I thank you so much. Um, A lot of them got follows back. Um, So um, let's let's engage on on uh, Instagram. Um, Let me know um, your thoughts. Let me know what you can consider risking. Um, You know. Maybe it's you put your money where your mouth is. Maybe it's, you know, you um, fire the person that's on your team that, um, you know, isn't really pulling their own weight. And, you know, you're risking the fact that, hey, you let someone go. That means you're going to have to step in and and cover. um, And, you know, you're risking the success of your department, the success of your team, the success of your company. Um, you're risking that by firing someone that's probably toxic. Um, so it could be in any space. It can be in any realm. Um, I just want you guys to consider risking or consider what you are and what you have risked. And, um, I'm curious to hear success stories, but I'm equally interested and curious about hearing stories, um, the opposite. 
<clears throat> so yeah, that's uh John Paul Jones. I um it yeah, the the Super Bowl's tomorrow. Um I feel like this is an all like Upper East Coast like into New England themed episode. Cuz the Patriots are playing tomorrow. Um John Paul Jones is really um, I didn't think I was going to do this, but it's really making me think a lot about um, my region, like where where I'm from, um, New England. Like, shout out to the Patriots. We're going to win the Super Bowl tomorrow, by the way. Um, but no, it's just it's really making me um, think about the life lessons and the experiences uh, that that have shaped um, me and encouraged me to to do certain things. So, um, which, and now I'm deciding that I am going to do this. Um, I'm going to share with you a list of um, top 10 young billionaires. Young billionaires, so between the ages of like 21 and like 30. 3031. I started this list, started compiling this list like some time ago. Um, I'm also compiling a city list because um, I'm, you know, I've traveled to some cities that I really adore and some cities I like, some cities I don't like. Um, Chicago's one of them. Chicago's close to Minneapolis, only like five hours drive. Um, And we typically um, go there. At least once a year. Um, We were just there last year uh, for my birthday in July. Um, And always have a good time. Always have a great time. The the city, I like the culture, I like the vibe. Um, And so I'm I'm starting to compile like this list of uh, 10 top cities that I'm either curious enough to want to visit or I want to move there. Or I want to consider doing, um, you know, holding some investment there or, you know, doing some business there. Um, so I'm working on that list. I have the um, billionaire list um, already finished. And I was, when I was going through that exercise, um, it you know, I, I had to, I had to, and the whole reason why I was like wanting to put a list together is because I was looking for a proxy. I was looking for a benchmark. Um, if, if that makes sense, like I was looking for billionaires who've made some smart moves, um, or are, are making smart moves and, um, I want to get ahead of the curve. So uh, there's people that I want to follow. Um, some people whose um, uh, actions I want to dig into and, you know, try and figure out why they're making these moves. I always do that. I've always done that. I also do that Do that with my writing. Like I, you know, okay, so so there's a, there's a, a script, a story idea. Um, I'm a published author for for anyone that's new, um, and and that writing passion had went from writing 
and creating to editing and, you know, sort of producing um, and then um, a, a bit more editing and and then to being in a more developmental, um, you know, consulting kind of like in that capacity, working with other writers on um, story ideas and trying to help those stories come to life and, um, you know, particularly, you know, finding the the scene that's going to be award-winning. So it's like using different characters and trying to make profound statements. Um, I'm not trying to bore anyone, but... So now I'm like, I feel like I got bit by the bug to want to create again, like wanting to actually write um, something of my own. Um, And I actually have like four or five different scripts that I'm working on. But with each of those scripts, guess what? I find a proxy. I find like a benchmark, you know, um, to compare not to compare my story to, but to kind of see if it, um, and I'm self-taught here, um, with like, uh, format, right. Um, and like a lot of scripts fail because the story just didn't make sense. And, you know, there was no strict, you know, strategic way to, have a complete story, if that makes sense. So yeah, I look at proxies, I look at benchmarks, and I just think about, okay, who's my main character? What's their goal? What are they trying to do? Uh, And is there anything that I've seen that already kind of looks like that or sounds like that? And then I kind of like make my my pivots and make it my own. Um, and, and, And... go out on a limb in certain areas with content and like pushing the envelope. So, um, like, you know, like there's one, um, where the, where this dude's a a young entrepreneur is black guy, his wife is white. Um, and, um, he's like East coast and, um, like old school, like old school, legit, like old money. Um, you know, like the legal way and, um, you know, Ivy leaguer, um, and anyway, you know, ends up going to Cali and, um, has his wife and, um, so like pushing the envelope and, you know, with like the, the, the character set up and like what the controversy is, like they're having some infertility issues, Um, but like with proxies, there's another one where, um, the main character, and I don't know if it's going to be a guy. I don't know if it's going to be a girl. I don't know if they're going to be black. I don't know if it's going to be white. If it's going to be Hispanic or Asian, whatever. Um, the main character is on a mission. So their goal is to. Um, you know, attain some, you know, life lesson or they're on their on path to find themselves. Um, 
but this one involves travel. It involves international. So it's going to be based in London. And as I'm going through like this script and, you know, taking notes and uh, brushing up on things and, you know, I think trying to think about a proxy and benchmarks and things like that. And what came up and what what it what dawned on me was that this movie, this film, and I don't have a name for it yet. It's still uh, in the process, but um, <clears throat> the proxies that old Sidney Poitier movie to Sarah with Love, and I was like, oh my gosh, like this is straight up to Sarah with Love. Um, who you know, and Sidney Poitier is like you know the. Um, this was like in the early '60s, so like the Beatles were on the scene, popping like the the style, the fashion, the dress code, like um, well, not dress code, but just like the style and fashion was what it was, and um, it, it it was a fun movie, and there was a lot of dancing and a lot of music, and so I want to bring those elements, um, but modernize it um, with Afro beats. Um, cause I, I was on, I've been on the Afrobeat wave for like five, six years now. Um, and, um, you know, arguably, you know, they say that Drake is the, you know, rapper artist that was the one that, um, made the sound, um, better or not better, but he's the one that kind of changed the sound. Uh, and dictates where the sound and music goes. Um, and he's kind of done that with Afrobeats and Dancehall and including that in a lot of the music that he does. Um, shout out to, to Drake for, for that. Because um, I, I, I do have um, uh, West African blood um, dripping. And I have West African swag too. Uh, but I'm not bragging. Um, but yeah, so I wanted to uh, let you guys know that I am a proxier um, and I'm a benchmarker because you got to find, you got to latch on to, it's like that song. Um, who sings that song? I don't even know. Latch, latch on to me or, or whatever. I don't know. He's, he's, he's from London too. Yeah, it's that Sam Smith dude. I think that's his song. Or maybe it's not him. Anyway, the song Latch was a few years old. Maybe like four or five years old. Um, but it was, it was a good tune. It's a good tune. Um, I'm getting distracted again. Sorry. Proxy. To serve with love. That's my proxy. While I also do that, I also do the proxy game when it comes to, um, you know, considering business and you know, considering jobs and considering like projects, like considering where um, markets are, are turning, where markets are going. Um, I also do that with like fashion. And, you know, I have a couple fashion icons. Um, funny enough, Sidney Poitier is actually one of them. Um, I actually started wearing like a powder blue color because I saw, and I'm about his complexion, darker skin. Um, he had a, uh, like a powder blue, uh, Carolina blue colored, um, like cashmere sweater on. And it was like so clean. It was like tailored. It like fit really nice. And I was just like thinking, 
man, I got to get me, uh, I got to get into blues. So I, I slowly got into blues because of him. Um, no pun intended, because I actually like blues music. Um, maybe maybe I'll, I'll open up with, with some blues music um, in the coming episodes. Um, but yeah, so I, I started this list because I've always looked for a proxy um, for, for different things. And I was like, well, let me go younger. Let me look into some different industries. Let me look across, um, you know, um, boundaries and, and countries and, um, and, and, you know, thought about some things that are relevant to home as in, you know, the upper East coast. Um, so I'm excited to share this list with you. And I, I want to encourage that you guys think about doing the same thing. Um, cause it could be a nice little hack for you. If you say, Hey, you know what? Um, I want to be, um, you know, in, um, I can't even think of an example. Um, but you know, there's just so much. That's probably why I can't think of an example because it could probably I could probably make it fit into anything. But um, basically, think about what your space is and what you want to do, um, what you're creating, what your sound is. Is there anything that sounds like that? Anything that you have been inspired by? Well, you have to pick that thing apart. You got to pick apart the thing that that inspired you originally. You pick that apart. And you go to your own project and you flip it. You flip it in the sense that you um, flip it upside down so it doesn't um, match, so that it doesn't. Um, this isn't. This is not like a plagiaristic kind of a um, ploy. Like you, you know, you don't have to reinvent the wheel, basically. Um, you know, that's like in music, like there's like all these like samples and, um, you know, the different producers are, you know, arranging music differently. And, um, you know, it's like, yeah, I like the way this person used this drum and they don't use this drum anymore because it's eighties or nineties, um, you know, popular music. And here we are in 2019. I want to use that, but I want to flip it because nowadays, you know, or it's like, yeah, we used to use auto tune. I don't, I, you know, I won't auto tune my voice. You know, I'll do something else to, to flip it. Um, so I'm hoping that you guys are um, able to grasp <laughs> my rant and rambling on proxies probably spent like the last 15 minutes talking about proxy before even giving you the actual list. Um, the list, um, 10 youngest billionaires. I did a lot of like, not a lot. I mean, the, the digging was done on Forbes basically. Um, and the, you know, bottom line as far as like how they got. Excuse me. Um, how they got there. Um, is it uh, etiquette? Like, is there an etiquette? Like, is there podcast etiquette? Like, I'm yawning on the podcast. I mean, you guys got to forgive me. Um, 
it's late and I did this because I wanted to connect with you guys and I wanted to share some content before the week starts, right? Because um, a lot of you probably not listen to this until tomorrow, which is Sunday, February 3rd. And who knows, because of the Super Bowl and the festivities, you might not listen to it. Then you might listen to it actually on Monday, um, which is perfect timing. Um, and this is episode four of the Touch People podcast show. And um, I'm your host, Easton Oliver, also known as the Silent Leader. Um, this is the first of our, uh, you know, th- shoot for three or shoot for four, but likely deliver on three for the month of February. Um, with me getting this one out, um, I think I'll be able to meet that um, that uh, goal of four for the month of February. Um, but yeah, so the, um, the, the billionaires I found, um, through Forbes and, you know, some other, um, avenues, they ended up coming into money from family inheritances, from wealth transfer. Um, and I, I should probably do an episode on that, um, probably in, in the near future, uh, only because uh, some of you are probably in that space where you are needing to save or you should start saving or, you know, you're trying to recover from other losses in different areas and, you know, um, choosing and setting your your financial goals. Um, you know, I want to give more insight into um, how to set your dependence and children and loved ones they don't even have to be dependents, but like because you can even do it for like your grandkids or your nieces and nephews and things like that um to give them a gift um but yeah so a lot of these billionaires came into money through family inheritances uh particularly in in business um and I think I told you already, like they range between like 21 and 31. Um, so let's, let's run through the list. Um, I was going to put Kylie Jenner on the top of this list just because I remember like from a few weeks ago, they were saying like she was the youngest, like self-made billionaire, um, you know, cause she's kind of like the, the Mark Zuckerberg of 2006, right? Um, but the Mark Zuckerberg from 2006 for 2019. The the list here. So the first I have the Andressen girls. So there's these two sisters, these Norwegian girls, like beautiful young little girls, not little girls, but like young. Um, they're in their 20s, like early 20s, right? Um, Good looking girls, like. Um, you know, daddy's little girls cause daddy ran and, uh, yeah, ran cause he transferred over to them. Um, he ran a Norwegian investment company called Ferd, F-E-R-D. And so, um, his daughters, Alexandra and Katharina, um, acquired or through, you know, transfers from um uh, you know their father they tra- he transferred for like over 42% of the ownership stakes 
Um, and I feel like this was like in 2006, like 2007, like shortly after I graduated. Um, but um, they are standing tall at a net worth of $1.4 billion, um, all through um, the Nordic Stock Exchange. Because, uh, you know, their, their company is in private equity. Um, I think they, they do some hedge funds, too. So they do hedge, they do private equity. Um, yeah, um, they're killing it. 1.4 billion each is like split right down the middle it seems like um number three is gustav magnar witzo he's the salmon guy yeah i put him on the list because uh of the uh upper new england uh, upper east coast connection um to wild salmon and um you know like the extreme the extreme like uh, fisherman, um, but yeah. So Gustav Magnar Witzo um, owns half of Salmar, which is uh, the world's largest salmon producer. Um, his steak was given to him by his dad just like a few years ago, you know, twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen, when the company was founded in the early nineties. Now his father still runs the company. So this dude, even though he's worth $1.9 billion, it's because he's investing in real estate and he's investing in tech startups. Tech startups is, I feel like tech startups is the new, um, the new Google or, um, well, let me take that back. I take that back. Um, cause it's really too soon to even tell what's going to blow, but the opportunity is there. You guys just got to find the one, the right one that feels good for you. If that's what you want to do, if you want to invest in, you know, like these tech startups, you got to find one that's um, where it doesn't feel like work for you, where it feels natural and organic. Um, but yeah, so this dude just running around worth 1.9 bill. Um, investing in real estate and tech startups. Um, that's Gustav Witzo. Um, number four is Evan Spiegel. Everyone knows him. That's Snapchat. Um, he's the co-founder and CEO. The other co-founders on the list here, Bobby Murphy. Um, so Evan is worth $4.1 billion And Bobby is worth four point two. So just a hair... More, um, um, they're the co-founders and co-CEOs. I don't know. I don't know if they're co-CEOs, but I know Evan is CEO of of, uh, of Snap Incorporated, which is a camera company that operates Snapchat. Um, don't need to go any further than that because I'm sure everyone knows what Snapchat is. Um, Ludwig Theodore Braun, who's like late twenties. Uh, medical device industry company called Melsungen, uh that goes back to like the early 1800s, which is insane. That's so crazy. Like to something dates back to that time. Wow, crazy. 
that's why I'm trying to like put my family tree together and like use uh, Amazon, uh, not Amazon, but uh, Ancestry. Um, why did they say Amazon? Using uh, Ancestry.com to do that. But yeah, so Nilsungen started in the late 1800s as a um, herbal remedy kind of like pharmacy. All they did was like remedies with herbs and you know not the uh not the Colorado herbs, but who knows they probably do have those <laughs> oh man um next up, oh so yeah, so Ludwig is at one point seven bill. I have the Collison brothers up on here um John and Patrick, I think their names are um. Young Irish dudes. Um, coming out of like upper New England. Also, they are co-founders of a company called Stripe. Which builds software for businesses um, to be able to plug into the websites or the app. And like instantly connect like credit cards and banking systems and you know, be able to receive payments. So they're the uh, co-owners of Stripe. Uh, we have John worth $1 billion, and we have Patrick worth $1 billion. So it was like split right down the middle. Um, Wang Han out of Shanghai got a ton of shares from his deceased father who had... Um, shares of this uh airline company in Shanghai um and uh so yeah this dude's worth 1.2 billion there's another story of wealth transfer um but last but not least we have Ava Maria Braun uh Ludic Ludic she's a Braun guys so she's a part of that Mel Sungen family, that Mel Sungen business. She's rolling in two billion. Eva Maria Braun Ludic. Um, she's um, um, I'm not, I wouldn't know. I'm I wouldn't consider her a. Um, you know, like a majority like stakeholder. Um, cause she only has like 12%. I don't want to say only cause that's, you know, that's still good, but she's worth 2 billion. Crazy. Um, but yeah, that's, um, that's my list. Those are people that I'm looking to. Those are people that I'm watching. Those are people who are making moves that, uh, in some ways are curious, um, on my part, um, to do further research on where, you know, because I mean, if it's even if it's not an investment, it's being aware of what's to come and what people are spending um, their money on. Um, this is Easton Oliver. This has been the Touch the People podcast show. Um, I hope I've given you some value. Uh, let's be thankful um, and let's be happy this week. Um, let's consider risks um, for some rewards um, and let's continue to 
love and build and connect with people. Um, DM me, um, ask me your questions. Um, I know that a, a bunch of you have been asking about, which is weird and random, but it, hey, um, they were at, some people have asked about like, like skin supplements. Like you take a pill for your skin. I it's all new to me. Um, but the only thing I can say is if you shave your head or if you shave your face, you got to get a really good moisturizer. So like I used to do, I used to get like the 100% raw sticks of cocoa butter and every night before bed, I'd rub that all over my face and my head and my neck and that moisturizes. It reduces like stretch marks and, um, inflammation I feel like um, but I recently started doing some research and I actually want to find like an actual lotion moisturizer um, and I was thinking about getting like a uh, oh, what is that brand called like if you have eczema or something like a um <sighs> You guys, I'm really sorry. Um, let me use my phone and see if I can find it. Because um, it's actually a good... It has like the Ceramides in it. and CeraVe, that's the name of it. CeraVe is the name of the lotion. Um, I, was, I was doing some research on the active ingredients in that lotion. And I'm like, yo, I should use that. On my head and my cheeks and like my neck um, for moisturizing, locking in moisture, not drying, not cracking. Um, yeah. Um, who else is seeking fashions besides me? Um, who's a, 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 a Kardashian? Kylie, Kylie Jenner fan. Um, DM me. Um, Easton Oliver. Traditionally spelled. Um, on Instagram. Um, questions. Questions. Um, I'll dedicate a whole episode about financial instruments, um, life insurance, things like that. Um... That song that I opened up with, um, that's a song called, um, it's a song by Eric B, who's a 90s uh, rapper, East Coast rapper out of New York, um, um, Know the Ledge, I think the name of the song is, but it's from that movie Juice, from the early 90s. We got Omar Epps in it. Tupac was in it. Like I feel like that was Tupac's like first like um, major role um, in a movie, um, which was pretty crazy, pretty dope for him. Um, and yeah, um, I think that's that's all I have for you guys for today. Um, hit me up if you have any questions. Um, I'm always open and getting feedback. I bid you all adieu. Have a great week. 
And until the next podcast episode, be great, be good, be happy.